There are so many word plays in this week's Torah portion, one doesn't really know where to begin. Vayivater, Yaakov Levado, sounds like the other place in the Torah where the word Vayivater comes, but without a vet. There it's a, there it's a vet, here it's with a vav, so it's an oral homonym, but it means to split. Here it means he was left alone, Vayivater Yaakov Levado, but really over there by Avram Avinu, that's one place to look. Vayavek ish imo, and he was wrestled with, also sounds like Yaakov. There's the river called Yabok, which is also sounds like Yaakov. And so on. Panim and Achet, so many words that are word plays or light motifs and words that repeat themselves over. It's such a beautifully constructed story here in this week's Torah portion. But of all of those that I've heard and read, I'm indebted to Shmuel Klisner for this one, which I won't easily forget because it's about not forgetting. Hagida na shmecha. When Jacob says to the angel, please tell me your name, Hagida na shmecha. And then later on when the Torah says that Jacob's injury, the the source, the location of Jacob's injury becomes the original root, so to speak, of the prohibition against eating from the sciatic nerve. Kashrut, all of a sudden, Kashrut comes into this week's Torah portion out of nowhere. And we're told that that place that we're not allowed to eat from, that nerve that we're not allowed to eat from, is called Gid Hanasheh. Gid means a nerve or a sinew. Hanasheh, this thing called Nasheh. So that's the place in Jacob's hip that he, that he was hit. So we can't eat it in the cow. We're not allowed to have this gid hanasheh. And Shmuel Klisner says, you know, if you listen carefully to the text, it sounds very much like hagida na shmecha. Hagida na shmecha. Hagida na Hagida na shmecha. Tell me, please, your name. Okay, everybody. So thanks, Rabbi. Very interesting for the Torah idea, lovely, interesting. I'm going to go tell it over at some point and be the hit of the party. What's the connection? What's the connection that Shmuel Klisner is trying to make for us? And what indeed is the meaning of Gid HaNasheh? So all of the commentaries have their own trying to work with it. It's the sinew of Nasheh. What does that mean? It's the sciatic nerve. What does the word Nasheh mean? And Rashi makes a very beautiful point. says we really have this word nasheh appearing earlier on in the Torah. I'm sorry, later on the Torah, excuse me, later on the Torah, where Joseph will name his children. He'll name one of them. Do people know the two names of Joseph's children? <clears throat> Ephraim and Menasheh. For God has nashani, Rashi says. What is nashani? Joseph is alone in exile. He's away from his family. He misses them terribly. He longs for them. There's no Skype. And, and he names his child Menashe for what? For God has made me forget. God has made me forget my sufferings. Menashe means the one who helps me to forget. Of course, the irony is profound because in naming him as the one who helps me forget, what does he do? He ensures that he doesn't ever forget. But here comes Menashe, and Rashi says, the word Gid 
sinew of nasha means now, if you connect everything, what does it mean? It means the sinew of the forgetting vein. The vein of forgetfulness. You get that? We are never allowed to eat from the vein of forgetfulness. The Gita Nasha is that place which is Hagida Nashmecha, tell me your name, which means have you forgotten who you are? Jacob wants a name, he wants control, he wants to know who you are, which is what we want to know from Jacob. Jacob, who are you? We've seen you in so many guises, literally and figuratively. Are you the Ishtam Yosheva Walim? Are you the simple son? Are you the conniving son? Are you the mama's boy? Are you the deceitful one with your uncle Lavan? Are you the one who is the victim? Who are you, Jacob? Will the real Jacob please stand up? And he tells the angel, Hagida Nashmecha. I'm sorry, have we met before? I forgot. Hagida Nashmecha. If I don't have my name, if I don't know who I am, then then indeed I am. I'm in a place of forgetfulness, a place of, of deep sleep. Don't forget. You could say that it's the vein of repression. The vein of repression. It could be the vein of suppression. It could be the vein of the unconscious. It could be anything. But the Torah is telling us here that forgetfulness, darkness, is in our tradition, you want to use the word sin, it's an unfortunate word. It's the primal correction that needs to take place. It's the fixing in our lives of bringing light to those places that are dark. It's no secret that the rabbis view darkness with a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it ambivalence. The entire holiday of Hanukkah is a holiday of bringing light to places that are dark. The word in Hebrew for dark and the Hebrew word for forgetfulness are the same letters. Choshech, lishkoach, to forget, to lose your way. So the Torah is saying here a couple of weeks before Hanukkah, remember. The Torah is saying here a couple of weeks before Hanukkah that in all of our struggles, what we're really trying to do is to wake up and see clearly. In all of our spiritual practices, we are sitting face to face with the things that we usually say, you know, I'll get to you soon. In truth, every one of us on that day that Yaakov was touched in that place was touched in that place too. Each and every one of us struggled with that angel that day. Each and every one of us was wounded in that place of forgetfulness. And each of us has our particular limp, our particular crawl that is the result of that struggle. So God should bless us. And he blessed me back, please, all of us. That, that as the dark days are upon us, that we ourselves become the Hanukkah lamples, we become the Hanukkah lights, bringing awareness and light. And, and may we, all of us, observe this particular halacha of kashrut. If anybody asks you if you're kosher, you could say, yes, I'm kosher. I try to remember at all times. That's my practice, in addition to other things.